time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello, sweet listener, especially those of you. Well, no, hello to all of you. Equally and enthusiastically, if you are listening, I am welcoming you here. Really appreciate your time. And I really appreciate that you listen, not because I want you to listen to me, but I just know that if you're listening to this, that means something. And you listening to this, it means to me that you are seeking some comfort seeking the soft shoulder for yourself, looking to relax, looking to just like get some permission, take a little time, you know, to just like calm down. And I just feel like that bravery, and yes, it's brave to do that, is something that the world needs so much of. It's like a part of what I'm here to do. It's part of my mission is to have more of us treating ourselves in a loving way and I think a big part of that is just taking care of ourselves all the time and especially in those times where we need extra permission to rest and recover. So thank you for being here. I received feedback from two different people um, recently within I think it was in the same day to completely different people who were in a particular moment of recovery Uh, from like a medical procedure of some kind and you know it was really overwhelming and required a lot of their attention to focus on receiving the treatment and receiving the healing and they both reached out to let me know that this podcast was the only thing they could really stomach (laughs) during that time it was such a very specific and meaningful feedback Um, So thank you. You know who you are. Thank you to both of you. Um, And it made me think of, you know, where do we turn for that kind of thing? I I remember reading um, a bunch of people on some post on social media, whenever it was, about what are your comfort shows or what is your comfort listening when you really are like in a place where you know your capacity is very limited what are the things what are your go-to's and there's so many of us that soothe through knowing that we're going to be comfort i think the the, re- the people who like loved watching like gilmore girls was a was a was a big winner in this category but like that kind of tv where like you've watched it before but it's not just that it's the it's not that you love it or that it's a small town and it's comforting or whatever but it's like you know If you've watched it already, you know what to expect. So your nervous system isn't going to be jolted by a twist or a character dying that you didn't know was going to die or like some violence that you, you know, didn't know was going to be in the show, right? Um, And so that's why that feedback was so meaningful to me is because there's 
I have achieved, <laughs> I hope, this like expectation of like, you can come here to pull over, to lean in. This is a soft place. Um, I know one of you actually found me by just just typing in the word soft into iTunes. I loved that story so much. It was like, I'm looking for something soft. I don't know what I need, but I need it to be soft. Like just that random word and, and then stumbled upon the soft shoulder. So you are in good company. Let's pull over. Let's lean in. Today's episode and every episode is brought to you by Tech Coven by Allison Tarr of techcoven.com. You can check her out on YouTube. Her, cha- her channel there is Tech Coven for all things, you know, a little bit rebellious, definitely feminist, tarot, and uh, also web design at alisontar.com. She's my uh, my many things and my my tech witch in residence. So do check her out. She is responsible for bringing this to you. Today's episode is for those of us who can get into our heads. It's probably all of us. <laughs> um overthinking. Is that a a pastime favorite of yours? Because, you know, it certainly is of mine, whether I like it or not. There's times where I love that mental exploration. There's times where I love pulling language apart and reading about language and what does it mean and what does it not mean and what are the origins. Um, These can sometimes be helpful practices in helping us understand or get a richer sense of like the facets of truth to any particular thing. Um, They can be a gift. It can be a gift to be thinking and analyzing and looking at language. And sometimes this can keep us in a stalled position. This can keep us spinning and spinning and like just, you know, spinning our wheels and not actually getting anywhere. The first kind of uh, example that comes to mind is, you know, people arguing, ruminating on, let's say, the definition of like feminism, right? Maybe you've been in a conversation like that uh, in your own mind or with others, but it's like, it is an interesting conversation. It is important to wonder what this means and look at the power of words when you're talking about humanity and dignity and the treatment of all people, of course. Um, But perhaps you've also been in these conversations where it's like the arguing or the debate around what this might mean or not mean. It can just keep you there talking about this word as opposed to actually, you know, implementing change, uh, rebuilding our own thoughts and the greater systems that make a can make a real impact on the people that, you know, this, that we care about, all people, you know, women and people of all genders. It's like we can, if we're just arguing about what feminism means, um, it can keep us from actually doing the work of feminism. Um, And, um, you know, it's sort of like a, you know, you want to be a writer and then you spend all your time reading the dictionary to get really prepared <laughs> to, to be an accurate writer, but you're not actually writing the book or speaking um, your manifesto into the world, right? You're just like looking at lists of verbs. You know, it's like, it's great to a point. So it can serve us. And then does this have you spinning your wheels? And self-love is one of those words where I, I'm sure you too, have maybe engaged in and heard lots of just debate about what it means, what it doesn't. 
you know, um, it's supposed to be this way. It's not supposed to be this way. What does self-love mean? I mean, a lot of my work, I'm going to contradict myself <laughs> as always, um, you know, like is defining that it is important to have these conversations around what does that mean? And specifically, what does it mean to you? Right. And looking at all of the, the ways in which like, I think how we define it will illuminate um, the work that we have to do in it, right? So if you have rules around your feminism, if you have rules around self-love, this is a great place to do some inquiry work, right? To ask questions about, well, whose rule is that? Where did I get that rule from? What am I making up? What stories am I telling about this word, about this movement, about this act, about this way of being and how, you know, can this serve me and free me and free all of us instead of just, you know, creating more rules and structures and limits, right? So something really funny happened in the Art of Self-Marriage this week and I loved it so much. I was, the the theme, the topic we are exploring this month is Uh, being a source of love. So we have been, you know, my Art of Self-Marriage program began in September with a committed group of people who are on this path of marrying themselves, being engaged themselves, recreating this idea of what marriage even is, and exploring all of this work um, and creating and being creative in the process. It is a creative process. So being a source of love, I, you know, wanted to make sure that that topic was just, was explored after we have a foundation of the self-work, of like the internal work and of giving to ourselves. Because I know a lot of us have been conditioned or for whatever reason, you know, we have this like desire to people please, maybe not even a desire, but an instinct, (laughs) maybe not an instinct, but a safety tactic, right? To keep other people happy, to be a giver. And, you know, one of the narratives you may have heard about self-love is it's all about giving to you, right? It's like, no, you know, stop giving to all those people, just give it to you, put yourself first, do this thing for yourself first, as if it's an either or. But the truth is, is that like, you know, we have so much more to give when we do give to ourselves, right? When we fill our, there's that, you know, put the mask on yourself, then the child. If you are well fed, you then have nourishment in your body to fire your brain up and like allow yourself to think clearly, to make better decisions. You are resourced to help others from a place of true generosity and abundance, not of martyring yourself and people pleasing, right? So, I knew I wanted to talk about the power of being a source of love in the world because it's huge and important and um, a part of this work of self-love in my mind, Um, but I didn't want it to start there. (laughs) We need to make sure we give ourselves permission first. So this was the topic and we were having uh, one of our sanctuary calls and doing some journaling and I gave a prompt about uh, revealing what what a gift might be that we were giving. And it was amusing to see that half of us ended up, you know, writing about something that most people would 
describe as quote unquote positive. And the other half of us struggled because they were making the assumption that it had to be positive. (laughs) But I hadn't specified that this needed to be a positive thing, right? I, I used the word gift. But so that was interesting, right? It's like, oh, if it's a gift, then it needs to be positive. If it's a gift, then it needs to be uplifting. Like we all had these ideas in our mind about what that meant. And we all had a great laugh and got into a great discussion about, you know, the nature of this whole thing of like these expectations we have around what it means to be a gift, what it means to love ourselves. Um, and this is a, it was such a wonderful conversation because it's like, I, I want all of it. I want all of you. <laughs> the One of the earlier t- uh, topics that we cover in The Art of Self-Marriage is unconditional self-love. Everything kind of comes back to that over and over again, right? It's like it's not just about the positive and the uplift. It's not about toxic positivity for sure. It's not about always being in a state of joy and love and forgiveness all the time. Unconditional self-love to me is self-love needs to be unconditional the way feminism needs to be intersectional, right? Um, So it's like this isn't really, you know, it's not really feminism if it's not intersectional and it's not really self-love to me if it's not unconditional. It's something else, right? And it's something that deserves our attention to free us, right? To like really open this up. So I was so inspired by the honesty, the candid, you know, hilarious conversation we had in our Art of Self-Marriage group. And I wanted to bring this to you. What are the things that you are maybe secretly believing about the definition of self-love and what it means? Do you have hidden expectations about what it is and what it isn't? And how are you applying these to yourself? How are they limiting you? And creating unintentionally, like, you know, that a lot of this is fighting the culture, right? So please do not judge yourself for any insight you have while listening to the soft shoulder or anything, right? It's like, oh, there's a reason why. There's a reason why we're people pleasing. There's a reason why we're hard on ourselves, right? There's a lot of systems, a lot of messages that we are just, you know, hearing repeatedly all the time in the world we live in. It's in how we were raised. It's in all kinds of cultures that we're swimming in, right? So no judgment. Let's let's be curious about this. You know, one of the top ones I've hear, you hear, maybe you say, is self-love isn't all bubble baths. It's not about bubble baths. <laughs> that seems to be like the number one. It's like, you want to love yourself? Get a new bubble bath. Not everybody loves the bath. Not everyone has access to a bath. But sometimes... It is about the bubble bath for some of us, right? So just like notice the the binary thinking. I'm this is by the way something I'm doing all the time, right? So uh, I laughed at the beginning of this episode saying I'm probably going to contradict myself. It's because this it's a constant practice to to be curious about language, how we use it. I think there's lots of limits. <laughs> I've mentioned this before, Um, and we're always learning. So do this with me. Join me here in this playful way of looking at where your limits are, right? So here's the prompt that I invite you to explore. Self-love isn't blank except when it is. Self-love isn't bubble baths 
except when it is. Self-love isn't quitting your day job, except when it is. Self-love isn't leaving your marriage, except when it is. Self-love isn't being grumpy and angry, except when it is. Self-love isn't naming your despair about the state of the world, except when it is. Self-love isn't eating the whole bag of chips, except when it is. Self-love isn't staying in your marriage, except when it is. Self-love isn't being selfish, except when it is. That's just some things, some things that it might be that you might have some rules around. Notice when I said those things, what other words came up, what you have, what you're carrying about what you think it is and isn't. How could self-love be present whether you stay in your monogamous marriage or not, whether you leave your monogamous marriage or not, right? Whether you wear face paint, AKA makeup or not, right? Um, There was like authenticity is another word you could do this with. I'm focusing on self-love today, but I feel like that's another word that just gets pulled in all different directions and redefined depending on who's talking about it. And there are rules that people make up about authenticity, right? Like the, uh, um, I remember seeing like selfies where it's like an authentic selfie and there were rules about what authenticity looked like. A lot of that was makeup free for people who are normally conditioned to wear makeup, right? It's like there's, that's not more authentic than Dolly Parton being Dolly Parton, right? It's like, (laughs) If we're just talking about it's not the absence or presence of makeup, right? It depends. It depends on the person. So notice if you have any kinds of rules around like, or even like an authentic share, an authentic conversation. What does that actually mean? Notice where you have rules, right? So I feel like there's a really big link between uh what we're making up about authenticity and what we're making up about self-love because at the end of the day, it's really permission to be and to love your full self, your full human self. I'm going to say that again. I've been constantly like defining and redefining what my work is and what it is like what my secret mission is with all of this self-love, self-marriage stuff what my particular gift is often is giving permission. What is it for? Permission to be and to love your full human self. All of it. You know, if you behave badly, it's permission to behave badly and to love yourself, your whole human self. That doesn't mean that you stay there <laughs> and keep and you don't learn, right? But that's all part of being human. If we start to have these rules and we start to have these boxes around what counts as authentic and what isn't, what counts as self-love and what doesn't, we are chipping away at our very humanity. We are chipping away at our experience and our, the, our, um, it's make it, it's giving conditions on how welcome we are in our own relationship to ourselves right? 
if I say to me like, oh, Danette, you're being like a little bitch today and this is like really crappy and you're being so awful and grumpy and mean to yourself and to everyone else and I whatever, call myself all these names, <laughs> right? I, it might be with good intention. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to call myself names. Um, and but, you know, when I start to say like that that's not being self-loving or that's not being authentic, I'm making some some rules. I'm telling myself I'm not really welcome as I am. And if I'm not welcome as I am, then I can't, you know, I limit the ways in which I can learn and heal in the ways in which I can cultivate more in me that then not just so I can give to others, but that would result in giving to the whole world around me. All, all of the life I touch, the objects, the homes I dwell in, the gardens I tend to that aren't mine, <laughs> the, the work I do, all of it, right? The energy that we're bringing into the world and the awareness that, you know, what we can accept about ourselves is easier than to accept others, right? So this is your little gentle nudge and reminder that this is a very human thing. And if you have rules around your self-love, you are not alone. And it's a great way to kind of like, you know, not go to, you don't have to ruminate in this all day, but like notice where you have conditions, notice where you're making up rules about the definition of self-love and try on the one that I have, which is to give yourself permission to be and to love your whole human self. This is with kindness, emphasis on wholeness, you are, and humanness, right? So that means when you have capacity and when you don't, when you are healing and when you aren't, when you are acting in integrity and when you're not, when you are aligned and when you're not, you are still in this relationship with you and you are still deserving of love. I really want you to like take that in. Where could you use just a little more permission to be all of who you are and to love all of who you are as you are? Because let me tell you, dear listener, you are someone worth loving and it all starts with you. If these conversations about self-love, this definition of self-love and the idea that you could create your own very beautiful, sacred relationship with yourself, like the rebel that you are, uh, if this is appealing to you, feeling like it might be your next adventure, it might be the core of all the other things that you're searching for, head on over to theartofselfmarriage.com. You can read about the program there. And there is a link, although registration is not yet open for the next round. You can let me know that you're interested. There's no commitment here, but you can get on the wait list uh, to be updated about the next time the new and improved program will open its doors. Take good care of yourselves. We'll talk to you soon.